0: Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here this morning, Uh, a dark and gloomy morning, Uh, but not gloomy when the light of Christ shines right in his word. It's good to have you with us uh, for this Congregation of Prayer. It is Friday, October 13th, 2023, and today we'll continue in our catechesis through uh, Numbers, We're going to have the rest of yesterday's story with Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, right? All right. Not to be confused with Abihu, Abiram. Uh, I know, so many names. All right, let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I believe in God the Father, almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, our psalm for the week is Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones, not one of them is broken. Affliction will slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, memory verse for the week. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 6, verse 23. And then the close of the commandments. What does God say about all these commandments? He says, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me, And keep my commandments. Exodus 20, verses 5 through 6. What does this mean? God threatens to punish all who break these commandments. Therefore, we should fear his wrath and not do anything against them. But he promises grace and every blessing to all who keep these commandments. Therefore, we should also love and trust in him and gladly do what he commands. All right. So it is with the law. Uh, We want to be clear that we rightly recognize that God threatens to punish us uh, for breaking his commandments. We fear his wrath; uh, our flesh does most certainly. We do, according to the flesh, I should say, and um, we don't want to do anything against them. We know that the commandments are good and wise. They show the sin before our eyes. Um, they do also direct us in the way that we ought to go. Right, but it's always should and would, but not actually can. <laughs> so we should also love and trust in him and gladly do what he commands. That comes, of course, as we as we confess, as a fruit of faith. Right. So first faith, then the work. Right, And the work is, of course, Christ who is in me, Christ whose spirit dwells in me, who does the thing. All right, So the fulfillment of the law comes in Jesus. Uh, let's see, I don't remember memorizing that part. Yeah, I, I think when we usually recite the commandments, we don't recite the, the close of the commandments, um, but it is included in the small catechism. Um, by the way, I think uh, Exodus 25 through 6, uh, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, I think that's attached to the first commandment. So Luther is doing something quite clever here in taking the explanation of the first commandment from the Lord and using it as the explanation of all the commandments. But of course, as you know, to break one commandment is to break them all, uh, namely to break the first commandment, to have no other gods. All right. Our first reading today is a continuation from Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Look carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled, lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one more soul of food saw, sold his birthright. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance though he sought it diligently with tears. For you have not come to the mountain that may be touched and that burned with with fire and to blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them any more, For they could not endure what was commanded and if so, much as a beast touches the mountain it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. But... You have come to Mount Zion, and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. All right, so you see all sorts of what we call exegetical moves here—that those are interpretations of God's word, of events, of, of the narrate, narrative of this scripture—but um, told for theological purpose, right? To uh, confess the reality of our sinful nature and our need for forgiveness in Christ Jesus. So, um, we have the example made of Esau, all right, who was a fornicator and profane, um, and uh, who wanted to inherit the blessing, but he was rejected and found no place for repentance. Though he sought it diligently with tears. All right. So, this again is that theme of um, rejecting the gift that God gives. You will try to find um, forgiveness elsewhere and you won't, right? Um, and you're not going to find, and I think this is the big assertion back to the close of the commandments you're not going to find the holiness, the forgiveness, the, um, the blessing at Sinai, right? The mountain that burned with fire, with darkness, and tempest and blackness, right? Even Moses was terrified of Sinai. That is not where we go. But instead we go to Zion, the city of the living God, to heavenly Jerusalem. In other words, to Christ, right? To the assembly of the church, to the firstborn of those registered in heaven. This is the writers, the Hebrews, or the preacher here, is careful to remind you that there is salvation um, nowhere outside the church. Because the church is where God's word dwells. Where two or three are gathered in my name around my word to be forgiven, Right? Uh, now, by church, I think a lot of people think of congregation. They aren't synonymous, necessarily. Um, of course, the congregation in- includes the, the true Christian church on earth, the one holy Christian and apostolic church, um, but also mixed with unbelievers, wheat and tares, uh, sheep and goats, that kind of thing. All right. So we go to where there is uh, faithfulness, right? where there is God's word preached in its truth and purity and the sacraments administered according to Christ's commands, uh, or Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, with the innumerable company of of angels, saints and archangels, and the whole host of heaven, right? Okay. Um, So the key is um, going where Christ is to be found, right? And he is not to be found at Sinai or by obedience or by duty, right? He is to be found um, in his sacrificial suffering and death for you, the gospel. All right. Yeah, that relationship of law and gospel and uh, to what extent the law must be obeyed and and all of those sorts of questions uh, will will plague us continually um, because we believe that the law is good and wise, but it serves what purpose for the Christian? That's always going to be the question, uh, and that is going to be something that distinguishes some Christian confessions from others. All right, so we'll keep keep hashing through it as we can as uh, the text demands. Okay, our reading from Numbers chapter 16. Again, picking up where we left off yesterday. And Korah gathered all the congregation against them at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Then the glory of the Lord appeared to all the congregation. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, Separate yourselves from this congregation that I may consume them in a moment. Then they fell on their faces and said, O God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin and you be angry with all the congregation? So the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the congregation saying, Get away from the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Then Moses rose and went to Dathan and Abiram, and the elders of Israel followed him. And he spoke to the congregation, saying, Depart now from the tents of the, these wicked men. Touch nothing of theirs, lest they be consumed. you be consumed in all their sins. So they got away from the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. And Dathan and Abiram came out and stood at the door of their tents with their wives, their sons, and their little children. And Moses said, By this you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works, for I have not done them of my own will. If these men die naturally like all men, or if they are visited by the common fate of all men, then the Lord has not sent sent me. But if the Lord creates a new thing, and the earth opens its mouth, and swallows them up with all that belongs to them, and they go down alive into the pit, then you will understand that these men have rejected the Lord. Now it came to pass, as he finished speaking all these words, that the ground split apart under them, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up, with all their households and all the men of Korah, with Korah, with all their goods. So they and all those with them went down alive into the pit, and the earth closed over them, and they perished from among the assembly. Then all Israel who were also around them fled at their cry, for they said, Lest the earth swallow us up also. And fire came out from the Lord and consumed the two hundred and fifty men who were offering incense. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell Eleazar the son of Aaron the priest to pick up the censers out of the blaze, for they are holy, and scatter the fire some distance away. The censers of these men who sinned against their own souls, let them be made into hammered plates as a covering for the altar. Because they presented them before the Lord, therefore they are holy, and they shall be assigned to the children of Israel. So Eleazar the priest took the bronze censers with those who who were burned up Uh, which those who were burned up had presented, and they were hammered out as a covering on the altar to be a memorial to the children of Israel that no outsider who is not a descendant of Aaron should come near to offer incense before the Lord, that he might not become like Korah and his companions, just as the Lord had said to him through Moses. Okay, Uh, let's see. Before we dig into the text, Chris asks in the chat, I am alone here and I was wondering when I pray, does this mean he doesn't hear my prayers? But so many times I feel his presence. Yeah, Well, his presence is for you in his word. Um, But the church is, properly speaking, where two or three are gathered. Now the question becomes, is this a gathering of two or three Christians around God's word? And um, virtually, yeah, I suppose it is, right? Um, Did the Lord imagine this technology? Well, it's a gift to us from him, ultimately, to be used responsibly. I think to use it here, um, to pray together, is, well, there's no better way um, for you uh, to hear God's word that way. All right. Yes, what a story. So, remember, Korah had rebelled against Aaron. Um, It doesn't say why, but I think you can suspect, um, because you see this kind of rebellion against, in particular, the Office of the Holy Ministry these days, Um, the way that people say, well, uh, you know, those disqualified from the office, um, for example, women who aren't to speak publicly, you know, be in the public ministry of the church, well, they could probably do it just as well as a man, so um, they should be able to do it, or... You know, my pastor is not very eloquent. He's kind of boring, um, or he doesn't speak very clearly, or well, or he speaks above my head, or whatever. And so, I think I could do a better job. And then, you know, you rebel against him either by absenting from from church or speaking against the pastor and against the word that was preached, or something like that, right? And you'll note that the power of the um, of the of the preached word actually comes under authority, comes under those whom God has authorized to preach or teach. And of course, the Lord does not see as we see. He does not judge as the eye sees. He chose David over his brothers, even though his brothers were taller and stronger. And yet he chose um, the runt of the litter. Um, Even though it does say he was handsome, he doesn't see as the Lord sees. And uh, rather, we should uh, respect the authority that God has established, um, even if um, we think we could do it better. And I think that's probably what was going on with Korah. um, And the other 250 is like, you know, Aaron's kind of a... um, He's not a great priest, and and Moses is kind of is is kind of dim witted and doesn't speak very clearly, um, you know. So they they should be disqualified on that basis. Well, no, the Lord chose them, um, and again, He chooses what's weak in the world to shame the strong. He chooses what is inconsequential uh, to bring, well, shame against the consequential. All right, so that's kind of the background here. Yeah, um, church is not a place. This is important note. Church is where Christians are gathered together. Um, so I would I would say seek out other Christians um, to hear and study God's word together. Um, all right. And he's certainly with you by your baptism, so that is true as well. All right, so back to the story. Korah gathered all the congregation, right? And the Lord says, speaking out of the glory, the kavod Yahweh, he says, separate yourselves from among this congregation that I may consume them in a moment, that I may consume them in, in an instant, Right? Um, now, I think Moses and Aaron figure that this is to consume the whole congregation, not just those 250, along with Korah, um, Dathan, and Abiram. So Moses and Aaron fall on their faces before the Lord and um, and pray that the God of all spirits, um, or the of the spirits of all flesh or of all mankind, right, not destroy the people because of the sin of this one man. All right. Um, There's going to be another time where this name is used, the God of the spirits of all flesh, and that's going to be at the appointment by the Lord of Joshua uh, to take Moses' place before Moses' death. All right. Um, It seems the Lord hears Moses' intercession because he tells uh, Moses to speak to the congregation um, and warn them to get away from Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, right? Um, Do not yoke yourself uh, with unbelievers, right? Um, Flee the false teacher, the false preacher, um, lest when God brings their de- his destruction upon them, um, you not be consumed with them. Right? That's an important point. Uh, so, while you are not to, um, to reject the one whom the Lord has established for you, uh, you are given to judge that one according to the criteria given in God's word, namely, do they preach faithfully and answer the sacraments according to Christ's command, faithfully meaning according to the word. Right, and if that's not true, then you are to flee them and find um, teachers that do. All right, uh, and that's what's happening here. Get away from Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Right? These false preachers who are seeking to divide and um, and to tear down what God has established. And also, don't touch anything of theirs, or you'll be consumed with their sins. So this is a um, unpopular teaching, I suppose, but it's it's throughout the Old Testament in particular, and it does persist into the New Testament that that which has been touched by sin um, bears sin, right? And not just us, people, uh, but also the things, the things. So um, we, have, I think maybe we do have a sense of, the, of like desecration. Um, coming up on um, on All Hallows' Eve, uh, you know, we'll talk about haunted houses. That's usually a house where some great tragedy or horror has been done there, right? And, uh, and the house, in a sense, is bearing the sin of what, of what was done there, so um, yeah, things can be desecrated or, or made sinful by the sins of those who use them. So uh, don't even use use the things, right? This is what will happen. Well, oh, for example, Jericho was destroyed absolutely because of their sin, right? All right, um, who stood by? Dathan and Abiram. Uh, it says that their wives, their sons, and their little children stood with them. All right, and what would be the sign uh, that the Lord? had not sent Moses. So if it's not Moses, then what will be the sign? They they would die a natural death or whatever the common fate of man is, right? But um, the Lord, Moses suggests, is going to bring about something totally new, right? And this is going to be the sign of the judgment, right? That new thing that would happen if the men rejected the Lord is that the Lord would open its, or the earth would open its mouth and swallow them up so that they would go down alive into the pit or the grave or Sheol if you prefer, right? Now, there is another totally new thing that um, the Lord promises to create, and I think this might be in the background with that new thing, sing unto the Lord a new song, right? Uh, The new thing spoken of by Isaiah and Jeremiah, Isaiah 7, Jeremiah 31, is that a woman would surround a man. You see this um, referred to as well in the book of the Apocalypse of John, right? Uh, A prophecy of the virgin birth of the Savior, that these men were rejecting. By the way, by rejecting Aaron, they're rejecting the one whom Aaron preached, which is forgiveness of sins in the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, and ultimately Christ. All right. So uh, there is another new thing in the background, um, which is uh, a gospel a gospel gift. So uh, what does this judgment against Korah, Dathan, and Abiram have to do with the other totally new thing? All right. You'll see a par- another parallel. Um, the one again, the new one, new thing. I will do a new thing, Isaiah seven, Jeremiah thirty one, um, the one who was born of the virgin, born of woman, born under the law, but also true, true God, born, or begotten of the Father from eternity. That one, Jesus, would go down into the grave just like they did, except He will come up from the grave alive. They go down to the grave alive, and they will never come back, uh, or they'll be resurrected unto eternal death. Right? So there's an inversion here. Jesus is the inverse of Korah. Dathan and Abiram, the faithful one, right? Contrast to the unfaithful one. All right, what happened to Moses when he finished speaking? Yeah, well, the sign was given. The earth opened its mouth and swallowed the rebels. Of course, the Israelites respond, uh, "Ah, run
1: away, run away.
0: Verse 34, right? Lest we too be swallowed up. Those 250 who were following after Korah offering incense, they too, um, fire comes out from the altar and or from the Lord, I should say, and consumes them. And then uh, what's to be done with their censers, their bronze censers? all 250, hammered out, right, into a solid sheet or a covering for the altar. And, uh, of course, then every time Israel would see that covering, like when the the tabernacle would be uh, picked up and moved, then that would be a sign, do not rebel against that which God has established, because what God has established is for your good, namely for your forgiveness, life, and salvation. Um, and again, the sign would teach that no one should come um, to offer incense before the Lord except those whom the Lord has appointed, namely um, descendants of Aaron. All right. Um, there is some question about Jesus' genealogy, um, but I do think it's right to recognize um, that the Aaronic priesthood comes by way of Joseph. All right. And of course, David um, and, that, and that priest or that king, kingly line is via Mary. All right. the Lord always sets apart a sign of his grace and mercy for the people. Apart from the one appointed means of his word, spoken through Moses, Aaron, and his sons, there was no other access to God. Moses' plea for the people once more sought the mercy of God and directs our attention to the need for one to die in the place of many. Like Moses, the pastors of the church are to proclaim one way of salvation through Christ alone. Through the office of the Holy Ministry, the Holy Spirit, from the God of the spirits of all the living, calls us into the true faith through the preaching of the gospel in the word and sacraments of Christ. Pastors are not to lord it over the flock, but like Moses and Aaron, simply to preach the words of the Lord. They are servants, as they impart to their hearers the servant, our our crucified Lord Jesus, who was born of the Virgin Mary. He was swallowed up by the earth, but rose again on the third day. Those who believe in his name will be raised to life, but those who do not believe in his name will be swallowed up in eternal death, right? So here, uh, importantly, you have the gift of your baptism in mind. And so let's sing, uh, again, stanza one and four.
1: in whose daily life is Christ, the name of Christ once given. Consider now what God has done the gifts he gives to everyone baptized into Christ Jesus. You were before your day of birth indeed from your conception. Condemned and lost with all the earth, non-good without exception. For like your parents, the and blood, heard were word from the highest good, you constantly denied him. But all of that was washed away, immersed and drum forever. The water of your baptism day restored again whatever. Old Adam had his sin destroyed and all our sinful selves him. We now put on Christ Our shame is fully covered With all that he once sacrificed And freely for us suffered For here the flood of his own blood Now makes us the right, and good before for
0: our Heavenly Father. All right, I know I said one and four, and then I went on to two, so we did one through four. How's that? No worries. Uh, let's see, no commemoration today. So, we continue with prayer. O oh God, because without you we are not able to please you, mercifully grant that your Holy Spirit may in all things direct and rule our hearts. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, you threaten to punish all who break your commandments. Therefore, help us to fear your wrath and not do anything against them. But you also promise grace and every blessing to all who keep your commandments. Therefore, forgive us our sins and strengthen our faith in Jesus so that we love and trust in you and gladly do what you command. In Jesus' name. Amen. pray this day for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ for it spread throughout the whole world for the persecuted and for the sick and dying. Let's see. We also pray for the households of our church, Ron and Joan, Michael, Doug and Betty, Merlin, Ruth, and Lenore. Right, pray praying Thanksgiving with Marcy at the gift of healing, Allie and Teresa at the gift of membership of our congregation. Continue to pray for our catechumens, for those ill-receiving treatment or recovering, especially Allison, Joe, Dennis, Christopher, Sophie, Brad, Ron, and Doug, Donna, Joan, Sandy, Jim, Pat, Wendell, Darlene, and District President Willie. Pray for our homebound, Marcella, Marion, Dan, Paul, Dolores, Merlin, and Pauline. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially that of Orphan Grain Train. And to pray for those grieving, especially the family and friends of Kelsey and Diane. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, that's our Congregation of Prayer for today, Friday, October thirteenth, two 2023. It's good to have you with us. We can join us again um, each day. Tomorrow morning, will be at 9 o'clock. We'll look at Sunday's Old Testament and Epistle reading to help us prepare for Sunday. Sunday is the healing of the paralytic from Matthew chapter 9. Take up your bed and walk, which is easier to say. You know, that important question. And so we'll hear that on Sunday. All right, God be with you all. Keep you safe. We'll see you again tomorrow.